before we get to the episode, we want you, dear listener, to ask yourself a question. What have you done these past two years? You know, the pandemic hit us all really hard. What have you really done other than perfect that matzo ball soup recipe of yours? Nothing. Now, we all want to add purpose and meaning to our life, and we just, we have the way to really, really make your dreams come true. If you're listening, you're likely interested in Israel with hopes of traveling here soon. Well, lucky for you, we've got the scoop on Masai's Israel journey. With an amazing range of life-changing opportunities in Israel, Masai has many, many programs. They've got gap year programs, academics, internships, volunteering, and careers. The pandemic didn't stop them either, promoting options to study remotely while living in Israel. You don't have to be fluent in Hebrew or break your bank account. They even supply partial funding so you can make a positive impact on the world. You can fuel your passion and you can make your travel dreams a reality. Go to MasaIsrael.org and find out more. This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. In collaboration with Australian Jewish News, check them out at ajn.timesofisrael.com. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, IsraelNationalNews.com. During the week of Passover in 2002, a young Israeli Arab walked into the matzah restaurant in Haifa and blew himself up, killing 16 Israelis and wounding many more. The terrorist was the son of a Palestinian from Jenin, who was married to an Israeli-Palestinian woman from northern Israel. This week, the Knesset is scheduled to vote on one of the most impactful laws legislated in recent years, a law that could breach the very concept of what it means to be an Israeli, the Citizenship Bill. This law is so controversial that it threatens to dismantle the coalition itself. Included in the law is the fundamental question of how a non-Israeli Palestinian may become a citizen of the state of Israel. One of the versions of this law to be voted on was proposed by our guest today, Knesset member Simcha Rotman. Simcha Rotman recently joined the Knesset as a part of the religious Zionist party led by Bezalel Smotrich. He is a lawyer and the co-founder of the Movement for Governability and Democracy, an NGO which advocates for returning power from the judicial to the legislative branch. His book, The Supreme Court Faction or The Supreme Court Party, depicts how judges, prosecutors, and bureaucrats have stolen power away from the democratically elected representatives. We are thrilled to be joined today by M.K. Simcha Rotman to talk about his proposal for the citizenship law, the judicial system in Israel, and much, much more, just not the Haredi parties, because that will take us into a three-hour conversation, (laughs) which we we would love to have. But we'll have to wait for another time. So, please, where do we start? How are we? Are, is the coalition going to make it past this week? Um, I don't. I don't know how to answer in, in, on behalf of the coalition. But you said in the intro, it's a controversial law. It's actually not a controversial law, and it's actually not even a right-wing law. It's left-wing law. Um, the idea behind the citizen citizenship law um, needs to take take us back not only to the attack in Matza restaurant that you mentioned, um, but to the years after the Oslo Accords. The years after the Oslo Accords, um, the, the gates for the Palestinian quote-unquote right of return mm-hmm. uh, were open. And they used them. The Palestinians used them and in very uh, a, f- a very short period of time, many Palestinian Arabs, Ar- Arabs living in Judea and Samaria, married Israeli Arabs, um, got their citizenship, full citizenship, and um, and it went um, it went in like a transmission cycle. Mm-hmm. One one guy marries a, a woman from from Judea and Samaria, gives their citizenship, they get divorced, he married another one, sometimes married few at the same time, if he's in a Bedouin in the Negev. 
um, and gave them citizenship. And the, the R ch- was very high. The R. Yes. The Mekadem uh, Adbaka. Yes. yes. So this is the mid-90s, and we're talking, the, what, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands? It was reaching, it was reaching very fast to tens of thousands every year, oh. getting citizenship. Um, and, to, and of course, it was, there was, uh, besides the demographic danger, there was the, the security questions. And the security questions um, raised not only that, okay, who you will, will you marry? Because the, the, the major um, prize for the Hamas, for the terrorist organization, was to get someone just immediately after he gets his citizenship. His ties, his family ties, his, uh, um, his social ties are still in in Judea and Samaria, in the terror si- terrorist city, or in Gaza, and and then they will recruit him after he got the citizenship. So even the press pre-screening wouldn't help, because you would pre-screen someone before you give him the the citizenship. He will get the citizenship, and then he will get recruited by the terrorist organizations. So to stop that, or to minimize that, the Knesset passed the citizenship law. Um, um, 2003. In 2003. Before that, it was chaos, basically? Yes. Yes. That's weird. Um, you would um, have thought It was that... 10 years of chaos, because until, ta- until 1993, until mm. the Oslo Accords, uh, until 1995 even, um, it, it wasn't even an option. Mm-hmm. You, they wouldn't let you get in, in a, for sec- because it was uh, because of the security reasons. The normalization with the Palestinian Authority brought the problem, mm-hmm. and 2002, 2003, we paid. We, we paid in high we interest. We paid in high interest, and and we found this solution. Now we, this solution yeah. was um, was a, it was a band aid, right? It because was a band aid, and the band aid even got even worse during uh, the times that passed since since 2002, 2003 because of the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court, um, almost every time it came, this issue came uh, to the Supreme Court, it was a split court. It was on, on a, almost canceling uh, the law, this law, the citizenship law. So it was 5-6, 6-7. It was always a split court. Because it wasn't just a regular law. It was a law that... It's called Horacha in Hebrew, which means that every year it expires and you need to renew it. So it, it's yeah, but it's the like reason, an executive order. Uh, kind yeah, of not right? exactly, but because it passed by the Knesset. Executive ah, okay, order yeah. it passed by the Knesset, but to make it st- continue for another year, you, the government decides and the Knesset approves. It's right. not exactly right. executive but order. But it's a lesser law than Yeah, the, but but they did it as uh, as an Horacha, as a time uh, with with a with a expiration with date. an expiration date, just to make it more immune to the Supreme Court. Uh-huh. Meaning, we know it's a bad law. The Knesset said to the Supreme Court, uh, we know that you want to cancel it. It's temporary. It's temporary, and we are we are checking every year if it's still necessary. If so, peace is broken. So if, yeah. if everything is okay, we will cancel it ourselves. You don't need to intervene. And that was supposed to make the court less likely to intervene. <laughs> um, that but, you was, said, but you said this isn't controversial, but the truth, I mean, the, the reason the Supreme Court uh, knocked it down is because uh, the Supreme Court is representative, right, of this elite, uh, progressive, first Israel, as uh, Gadi Taub calls them, right? The the Israel Arishona, and they are represented. They are represented in the Knesset by, you know, people in the coalition right now. The left wing parties like Meretz and Avoda. So, um, so there is some controversy here. Yes and no, meaning um, the Supreme Court, yes, was split court. And at the, at the end, the Supreme Court allowed it. It did not cancel the law. But, but, um, but in the Knesset, it was a consensus. Besides Meretz, which is a fringe uh, uh, left-wing party, and, Arab and the Arab parties, of course, but all the Jewish parties, basically, even the Avodah, were for it, always voted for it. It was, uh, you, can say, you can say pretty sure that 100... 
out of 120 Knesset members, you can easily find 100 Knesset members that will support this law. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's true. That's the case. If count out uh, coalition, uh, current coalition uh, politics, we're talking about laws since 2003. So the long term, uh, you can find 100 Knesset members that will support this law. What happened now? So what's new? So why didn't you? Why did you object? That's the questions that we get all the time. Okay, so if it's a non-controversial law, and it was passed over and over, time and again, uh, since two thousand and three, why did you object? And why didn't you pass it this time? People don't understand this point because a few months ago, after the new uh, government was formed, and there's a new Knesset now, again the expiration date came, but this time the coalition and Shaked, who's a uh, the Minister of Interior She's in charge a, yeah, of this issue. Supposedly right-wing, it's debatable, but she wanted to extend by another year, right? Like you always did. And but we said no. The opposition said no. Um, and, and she doesn't have in the coalition, because the coalition is with an Arab party and with Merit's party, she doesn't have she didn't the majority. Have, she didn't have the majority. She almost had the majority. Yeah. It was one vote difference. She almost got, and she even convinced Merit and Ram to support it, the extension. For for less than a year, and we'll talk about it maybe later. But and but but we objected, and people say, oh, well, "How did you object to this kind of law?" The answer is very simple: this law is not was never planned. Um, when you made this law, that you will have a government and the coalition that wants to get people in. It allowed for the government to stop people from coming in, but it did not forbid them from bringing people in. So it was, it was, uh, um, it told the government, you don't have to give citizenship and residency to people that are married to Israeli citizens if they're coming from Judea and Samaria. You do have to, according to Israeli law, give citizenship or residency to people that are marrying people from Ukraine or people coming from Sweden. You do have to give them citizenship at the end of the day. It can take time, but you have to give them. You don't have to give residency to people coming from Judea and Samaria. And the premise was, you never want really to give. So we just say in the law that you don't have to give, so the court cannot make you give citizenship. So what changed now? I don't understand. No one ever imagined that there will be a coalition that the major party in the coalition wants to give citizenship and residency to... Talking about Ram. Talking about Ram and Meretz. Wants to give citizenship and residency to people who are marrying people from Judea and Samaria. But you just said they were willing to vote. They were willing to vote because they got promises from Ayala Chaked that they will get thousands of new approvals. Right, because she can they, actually approve. She can actually give them. Because she's the minister She's the minister. So we had to draft a new law, a new bill, and say, you don't have to give, but you also can't give more than was ever given. So if you'll take the average of 2000, 2017, 2018, 2019, that's what you can give in 2021. Which is what? few hundreds, few thousands, something No, it like depends. There are certain kinds of, of uh, approvals. There are certain, it's, it's, there are a few, few uh, separate levels. So yeah. ev- which on every level there is a different number. So th- it's a little bit complicated, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. We are for status quo. But, but <clears throat> the, the critique against you was that what you just say said is not relevant because if you and and uh, if you vote with ah you say that if you were to vote with if Shaked, the law and, if the law would have passed yeah then Shaked then would Shaked have, would be able to give she to, would have the law and she would she would have the law so she wouldn't need us anymore yeah and she would be able to give to Ram and Meretz whatever they wanted to but another thing is missing in the story and that's what happens if. Uh, there is no law, 
you, nobody the can. Supreme Court yeah. can make Shaked give citizenship. And actually, that's what's happening now, not citizenship, but residency. That's what's happening as we speak, because the law gave, an, the, the Supreme Court gave an extension to Ayala Shaked until February 1st. Mm-hmm. And this time has passed, and she didn't pass the law with us. So now she has to give, to start giving new approvals. Just to understand, on a table of a minister of internal affairs in Israel, Probably it can get to thousands and tens thousands. of thousands, thousands even tens of thousands no problem. of uh, requests. So, so she has to check them currently. She has to check them one by one. <laughs> and because there is no law, she can't say, "Oh, we can't give it to you." She has to check them one by one and give or not give to each and everyone, opening, uh, opening herself to a situation where a lot of appeals are brought against her decisions. It's a huge headache. It's a huge headache. But if she comes to us and say, "Oh, let's pass the law together, and there will be a cap that it's based on on status quo, there will be a cap, and we will help her pass the law, then she can she can she loses the headache and she's getting the law that she wants to pass. But she loses the coalition, apparently, maybe maybe Hope, yes, maybe hopefully. yeah, hopefully for you uh, for me, hopefully, for her, yeah. sadly. Um, yes, that's the that's the dilemma. And I think this law basically um, showed this everything that we just said showed why this coalition is an abomination. You can't really have in a country like Israel, you can't have a coalition with a party that does not want you here, that are a terror supporting party of Ram, You can't have a government with them. I'm not talking now about merits because merits is a different story, but they're also very problematic because they're very extreme left. But with Ram, you can't really do it because almost by definition, on the, on, in the Knesset Plenum, uh, one time Mansour Abbas, the head of Ram, was uh, trying to, um, to embarrass me and said, "I voted for the citizenship law, and you didn't." So who is right wing here? So I told him, "You don't understand. By definition, every citizenship law that you will vote for, I have to vote against. Yeah. And every Zionist person has to vote against, because it means we are getting the Palestinian right of return on you get it on a, on a silver platter. So There's another problem though that that's baked into the cake here, which is you mentioned before, why not just legislate a law that doesn't allow uh, to make P- uh, Palestinians from the uh, Judea and Samaria area Israeli citizens by law no with, with certain extenuating circumstances so maybe that, one or two a year so I mean I'm assuming that in, this, the, in the United law. States, You can't become a citizen if you're from North Korea, or I don't know, unless there's maybe an exception. I'm not, I don't know how, what, exactly what the law in the U.S. says about North Korea. I, I doubt it, that if an American citizen marries a, a, North a, a North Korean, I doubt it that she will never get citizenship. I don't, okay. I don't know the laws no, in the U.S. Maybe in the Cold War, if you marry the Russian, then... Uh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I doubt it. Mm-hmm. I doubt it because America is very big and they're not worried from the demographics and they're, and they are worried from the fact that you are holding an American citizenship does not mean that the security the Homeland Security uh, um, office of the of the uh, department of, of the US uh, government is not worried about you. They have a lot of American citizenships that they are worried with. In Israel, the, America, the Israeli citizenship, usually does mean even in a st- statistical uh, um, kind of way that you're safe we're usually always, we're always a loophole away from being a minority basically here um, we are a minority here yeah, when you talk the about Middle East the, yeah. and the region between, in the region yeah and yeah. the fact that in a very small portion of the area, Uh, uh the the region we have a majority 
is is something fragile. to keep. It's fragile, and we have to keep it. Yes, and that and we have to keep it when we talk about the Palestinians, and we have to keep it when we're talking about um, illegal infiltrators from Sudan or Eritrea or or Ethiopia or Ukraine, for that matter, because because if you want Israel to continue to be the homeland of the Jewish people, you need to have people that care about Israel being the homeland of the Jewish people. So what's the problem with legislating a law? I mean, you mentioned it before, the Supreme Court couldn't just knock it down. And why Why are we? Why do we find ourselves in that kind of a position? Uh, the Supreme Law, sadly, Supreme thinks... Court. The, the Supreme Court sadly, sadly thinks that they're the Supreme Law um, and not the Knesset and not what we legislate. And... Um, and and that's that's a big problem in Israel, um, in from every angle you look at it. But of course, when you're talking about um, big policy kind of laws like the citizenship law, some might say, okay, if the Supreme Court um, sees a law that um, that um, giving a hard time for people. To work in their profession and for out of negligence does not recognize this kind of license to do this or that. Oh, okay, do something about it. There is a person that is hurt by the general applicable law, and they need to go to the court and get some justice. No, okay. But when you talk about major policy laws that the Knesset enact time and again. And it's being canceled, or at the threat of being canceled, by the Supreme Court. You just say that Israel is not a self-governed country. But on the other hand, I mean, the Knesset can't uh, legislate a law tomorrow that says anybody named uh, Yoni uh, is going to the gallows on Tuesday, right? I mean, they can't. They can't just say they anybody won't. who is. They won't. Well, I'm just. No, they can. Theoretically, they can, but they won't. no, but no, but hold on. Theoretically, if sixty-one members of Knesset voted tomorrow that said anybody who wears a red shirt is going to be shot on on yes, site, yes, okay, th- that's okay. That's that legally speaking, that's a that's a solid. That's not law. A, that's not okay. Yeah, it's a very bad law. But wouldn't that be a, a, a place where the Supreme Court should no. step in and say, "Hey, wait a second, this is the, the first the first answer is no the second answer is if you ever get to a situation like that the court will be the first one to to be shot that's the thir- the second option if the supreme if we'll ever reach a situation that the majority in the knesset hates people with red shirts so much that they want to shoot them at sight and the supreme court will try to prevent it so we'll shoot the Supreme Court first. So it, it it won't it won't be a problem for the majority of this vicious imaginary majority to do so. The fact that there is a court, that's second answer. And the third answer is, it's more likely that it will be the other way around. It's more likely that the Supreme Court will make a decision that the meaning of this decision is to shoot people with red shirts. Than the court, than but, the but this is all theoretical. And what I'm saying so is, everything is so. If it's all theoretical, so but you, what I'm saying so is, so why are you tying my hands today in a non, very non-theoretical, but it's not non-theoretical. Kind of way? No, because today we do have something on the table, which is, I mean, the claim of Just this citizenship second. law is that there are people that have the right to marry whoever they want, right? No. Citizens have a right to marry whoever you want. No, that's not the premise of the law. That's not? I, if I want to marry a Palestinian Arab... You can't. If an Arab wants to marry a Palestinian Arab, he can. I can and he can. Yeah. But we just can't bring our new spouse okay, so to that's, Israel. That's what I'm saying, that in a, uh, a civil the, society in, that has individual civil liberties, you the, would imagine that someone could marry whoever their heart desires. They can marry whoever their heart desires. Yeah. It just doesn't mean that they can live in Israel or bring their spouse to Israel or give them citizenship. It's not, there is no right for family reunification. It's not some such kind of a right. And a country can definitely say 
as we said before, if you want to marry a p- person from North Korea, we respect your love life. Go to North Korea. Go to North Korea or to any other country or accept North Koreans. I don't let North Koreans in. And it's a legitimate and it's a legitimate act of state to say, I don't want North Koreans in my country. Doesn't matter. You want to marry. We respect your... Uh, 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 go. Do whatever you want. If we're not discriminating between our citizens, no problem. And, 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 and if you are, you are... Even the discrimination between our own citizens can be justified in certain ways. How so? Of course. There is a discrimination in Israel. A Muslim uh, um, mar- is, is supposed to get married according to Muslim law, and the Jew according to Jewish law, and a Christian according to Christian law. There is a discrimination. I cannot get married in Israel using Christian law because I'm a Jew. Why go so far? Only Jews get the right of return in Israel. That's, That's not a discrimination between citizenship. Between, uh, because we are all citizens. It's who gets in. That's a very big difference. But I'm talking even citizens of Israel. If I'm, I want to get married in a church, I can't. I can't. The world is not allowed. It to. goes back to what you were saying before. If we are ever in a situation where so many Jews would want to marry so many Muslims, then nothing would save us anyway. You get what I'm saying? Like, why do we need to have laws in place to dictate these things and limit people's liberties? We don't limit... This, this law does not if, limit people's liberties. If millions of Jews wanted to marry millions of Arabs, then no one would care about the Jewish state and the Jewish state would cease to exist. So, so then so we'll why talk about we the law, but that's not the situation. We do care about the Jewish state. I know. So, so that's why saying, we need so to why do we law? need to limit people's liberties in order to maintain that? And then I'm wondering... Why is it that I don't understand I don't understand the question. There are people in Israel yeah. who don't care about Israel being the Jewish state. And they will marry whoever they want. Whoever they want, and they will bring them in and they will change the state of Israel. That's why we need a law to prevent that. But I'm saying, isn't that problematic that the Supreme Court steps in and limits someone's ability to to pursue a life with whoever they please? It's not the Supreme, not law. The Supreme Court, Sorry, it's the, the law. The, 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 the law. But the law and, does not limit. wouldn't that be a place where the Supreme Court should step in and say, you can, you can live with who you, whoever you, you want? Can, I say you can live with whoever. You don't need the Supreme Court. Live with whoever you want. But Just you, not in, in the state of Israel. We, we as, a, as a country, have the sovereignty to say who gets our citizenship. But what happens... It's, a, it's, 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 it's so... Uh, it's it's a, the minimal aspect of sovereignty is to decide who gets your citizenship. If you can't do that and you let that to the court, you lost all sovereignty. But the problem is, back to Aiton's original point, I think, parliaments in the past, parliaments sometimes can, can cause, can, can, can take themselves powers from citizens and never return those powers. And courts. Okay. But, but, Not okay. but that's why, but oh, look, in, in, in Germany, it's, right. it wasn't the court that took the power. Yes, it, is. Yes, it was. The court <laughs> took the power? Of course. Way before the parliament did not took, take the, the problem with, the problem with, if we want to really to talk about Germany, and of course you lost, if you know. When I brought you here, I lost automatically. <laughs> Godwin <laughs> Law, you lost. Uh, you mentioned uh, Germany and the Holocaust and Hitler. But um, <laughs> but um, if you want if you want to talk about this example, it's I think the exactly perfect example. Okay. The the rise to power by the Nazi party started when the parliament gave away its powers, did not take powers, gave away its powers. So that's a very important to the government, not to, not to the judges, to the government, to the government. Yes. Okay. Okay. So okay. so 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 taking so situations at the parliament. But there was a majority for that in the parliament. Let's talk about that in a second. But t- parliaments taking power, it's not the case in Germany. It's parliament giving up on their powers. It's the case for Germany. So. The lesson, if you want to take a lesson, and I, as a parliament member, want to take a lesson, never give away power to anyone, not to the, not to the government and not to the judiciary. But that's one step. Second step is, 
the the parliament that did that was not elected democratically, unless, and that's a very strange definition of democratic elections for me, that you kill all your opponents using militia. If you if if uh, if I would kill everyone else in the Knesset and I will remain the only Knesset member, I wouldn't be able to say that I was elected democratically. That was the case in Germany. If you were trying to run to office against one a member of the Nazi party, you were likely your life expectancy would not be so great. And the prob this problem came directly from the courts because the punishment in pre-Nazi Germany for killing a left-wing person or either a right-wing person or Nazi person, and the Nazis were not exactly right-wing, but if you killed someone from the left, you would get very few... Not very a lot low of, sentence. Very low sentence. You wouldn't get a lot of time in jail. Mm-hmm. We know that because we know the crimes that Hitler himself was uh, indicted for and prosecuted for. And he spent nine months in a very open prison, used the time to write his own book. So it was, But if you killed someone from the other side, it would be a very severe punishment. And the reason for that was the courts, because the courts were very, very... Um, Forgiving and... Uh... For, no, anti... And, and 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 I'm not judging the court there. They were very anti-communist. Mm-hmm. And when you know what happened in the communist country, who can blame them? They were very very anti-communist. Yeah. And that's why they were very they forgiving. For they were very the forgiving for anyone who opposed the communist party. But but okay. But but we so just, if we want so, to take the history, so uh, so let's example. let's go with 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 this example. And just two years ago, we saw. That the Israeli parliament gave power to the government in the well, big, big corona law. Nah. Why not? Why not? I think it's the... Um, I think it's the... Um, one word... That I think it's the best example of how important is PR. Anyone who works in PR and listens to this podcast, you're in the right profession, but you need <laughs> to you need to help a little bit the government... Of the state of Israel. Oh no! <laughs> Because the right name for this law, the law, the name of the law in Hebrew is Chokasam Chuyot. Mm-hmm. The actual name that would reflect what it is for a fact would be Chok Hagbalatasam Chuyot, the limit of uh, um, uh, Power uh, powers for the government. Because in Israel, without this law, the government basically has all the powers you can imagine to take care of uh, a new um, epidemic. Because of a law from because the year 45, 45, from a dictatorship, basically, and, and, and the mandatory... Because, no, a lot, of, a lot of other countries have the same laws. Um, because when there is a pandemic, you need a strong government. The only... Even if you are... Even if you are... The most uh, um, libertarian kind of guy you mind can your, imagine. Mind your words. Okay. Even if you are the most libertarian yes. person that ha- logically exp- uh, um, possible. Yes. You think that there is a need for a country. Otherwise, you are an anarchist. But you think there is a need for government. And when you ask yourself, what do we need the government for? It's for security during war and for dealing with pandemics because it's the major two <laughs> issues and in, in when you learn political science, that's the two examples where a person cannot take care of himself because every person taking care of himself in, a, in when there is a war and when there is a pandemic, meaning you lose. That's and that's the, the most thin kind of consensus uh, most thin uh, government mm-hmm. you can imagine should have the power to deal with security uh, uh, threats and for, with pandemic threats 
And all countries. Ate that is just when I thought I was out. And they pulled me back in. in the world, all countries in the world have the same authorities. Some they use them differently, but they have the same powers. Um, Except for the United States of no, America. No. In the United States of America. You have a constitution. You cannot. Yes, they can. But they can, and the they do. The Supreme Court they just can knocked they down do. the, no, the mask mandate yeah, in New beca- York. Because they said it's not for the federal government, it's for every state for itself. But the state Supreme Court knocked down the mask mandate in New York. Okay, but the reason of there is no authority or other yeah, reasons. You can't mandate people to wear masks in public the question, spaces. The question is, it's be- either is it because there is no authority or because there is a law uh, uh, that does not allow for that or because there is not enough legislation the question is if there was a proper legislation to do so or if it was coming from the federal or maybe it's not based on no, in New York I don't think it was coming from the federal maybe court. it's not maybe it's not because uh, uh, I didn't read this verdict maybe it's not because it's it has no uh, um, Um, rational basis and when you hurt constitutional rights you need to have rational basis to every action that you do according to the constitutions of the states of the U- of the of the US but but that does not mean that when it does help you don't have the power I think for example today applying green pass in Israel is unconstitutional Any day. No, not any day. Because during the Delta wave, it was constitutional. How is it constitutional because to segregate citizens based on it, their medical decisions, based on whether or not they want to inject a substance into their body? A substance that, mind you, is purely experimental. Because according to... I'm saying this all, by the way, it needs to be premised with the fact that I got vaccinated three times. But still, the I, vaccine I, I is an experiment. Of, uh, okay. But the experiment shows that if you participated in the experiment, um, you are much less likely. So far. No, in the Delta wave, not in the Omicron wave. No, I'm saying in in the the short term, you are Uh, safer. But who knows what the effects are for the long term? I don't need to know. I, I do know that if you are with me in, uh, um, In, uh, um, um, in home, in our home, not of, home. In the country, yeah, not in home. The space, in in the movie theater. Yeah, if you are with me in the movie theater and you did not get vaccine vaccinated during the Delta wave, I am more likely to be uh, uh, affected by you. First of all, no. you're not sure that that's no, true. No, on the Delta waves, there were very clear data showing that. No, you um, don't know. You no, don't I know. do know. I you, do know. Nobody Stat- knew. No. Nobody knew exactly uh, the, in Delta- which cases transmission is higher likelihood. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, they thought if you were outside at a beach in a crowded area, then you would uh, be... Of course. Of but, but, but no one knew. Uh, no one knew. First, so why just the, a second. Just yeah. a second. Yeah. The fact that you don't know means you shouldn't limit people's liberties no no the opposite N- no but the but the question is when there is a doubt yeah which kind of risks you want to take a, a, you there is a risk in doing and there is a risk in not doing and who calls the shot who calls the shots which risks we want to take and which risk we don't want to take so you say every person for himself and i yeah. said and i said in the beginning That during a pandemic that everyone for himself is good for you what you but what the, also during a war you can say who said that Lebanon threatened us maybe Lebanon is not threatening us we're just for we so uh, during the six-day war we attacked in Egypt before they attacked us who said they will attack so how can I draft people for the six-day war when there is a doubt that If there is a doubt you can take people liberties no most countries not most all countries in the world does not work according to this premise now you want you you can say okay but I'm the crazy libertarian that once they imagine I'm not a libertarian that they met <laughs> I'm not talking I'm about the, yeah. you I'm talking about the hypothetical I'm person crazy, but I'm not a libertarian I'm, I'm talking <laughs> about the hypothetical person yeah. who make this claim that the you you should take the risk of the Egyptians 
attacking the state of Israel and slaughtering each and every one of us because you're not sure for certain that there will be an attack and don't draft people and don't uh, um, and don't use the public money for attack and don't do anything because there is a doubt. There is a doubt. Don't hurt people's liberties. So I can't draft people. No, I think the comparison is flawed. I'm not. First of all, I'm not so sure that that would be a crazy, absurd claim to claim that. Even Show me that one country be, that but, works like that, and then we will. Yeah, then we will but talk. the 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 comparison is flawed. I mean, you can't compare a virus. To, to a, a war? To a, to a, yeah, to of a war, they can. to a group of people, to of an army with a can. will. The virus is a virus. It's nature. It's, a nature. it's, like, a, it's like a tsunami. So, okay. And if I, and it if, has no free so, will. So if, if, there is, if there is a wave of tsunami yes. coming towards Israel, yes. and we don't know yet if it will hit the, 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 the shore, the, the shore or, or not. We don't know yet. And we need, we want to evacuate everyone by force. Why? Why? What if I want to die in a tsunami? So go die, but we, but if you... <laughs> why but, is that? I don't understand but, how why. I want but, you to die in a tsunami. But, but, <laughs> but some people w- might... Uh, Not uh, want choose. me to die? No. If you want to die... So First of all, there is a law in Israel permitting but suicide. But when there's a tsunami, but, you don't know it's coming. It's just coming. And I cannot rely... No, but if I know... That there is a tsunami but wave. But you don't know. No, I sometimes no. The... I, I see there, is, there was an earthquake in... You have two minutes. Okay, three minutes. Three minutes. Two hours, doesn't matter. There was a tsunami now that people know about. No, for four hours before it came in the, in the, in the um, Pacific. It's like you said about the red shirts. Just I mean, if second. someone doesn't Just want to evacuate, second. what are you going to call in the whole army um, and they're all going to no, die trying I to evacuate have, this I guy? don't have time to argue <laughs> when I have... Yeah. No, when I have... An hour before a yeah. tsunami hits my shore. Yeah. I don't have time to argue. I don't have, have time to explain. And I don't have time to... But what are we arguing about? Uh, I say evacuate because I can't accept m- 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 X amount of people um, injured uh, in my hospitals because my hospital system will collapse. I can't have uh, X amount of people dead because the costs... To, to the state will be very high. And I can't have people that are not really understands the danger or never heard about the danger. So they don't believe to what I see as a 80% chance. And they don't know. And they, so I need as a con, as a state to evacuate the shore. So let's go to the law evacuate because you're comparing a tsunami to a... Wait, but, but the, I, let's, I, go to the, let's go to the law because right today, the law allows the state of Israel to take certain powers in case of a pandemic and in, in case of that an infectious, was before the law that passed yeah, two years ago case, about the original in case law. of an infect no but i want to talk about the law that's passed today so the law that passed not today uh, to a week ago because but it's at, the same you law. as a lawyer know right that when you pass a certain law there's precedent right i mean it, it sets a certain thing in stone it Again, becomes it becomes an accepted norm, the government according right? to israeli law yeah during a time of emergency so i want which, to know what is what constitutes an emergency during the time of emergency, without the law, if we never had a law in the Knesset, during a time of emergency, basically, there is no limit to what the government can do. That was our state until 2020, until January 2020. It was our situation until 2020, and it's still the case, by the way. It's still the case. Yeah. But, so so basically, the government had uh, an open check. Can, you can do whatever you want. You can vaccine people. Mandatory. Mandatory. Um, you can quarantine people by a, def- by a decision of anyone. You can execute people. Basically, you can almost execute people. Almost. I think that's one thing that you might not be able to do. But you can do basically whatever you might want. Might not. It's not so comforting. <laughs> that's not what you want to hear from your elected representative. Uh, no, no. That's you what... can execute. I'm not sure about <laughs> I that. I need no, to get back to you. That was the case. Let me get, let me get <laughs> yeah. back to you on that. But that was... Can we execute people? <laughs> that was the case. That was the case yeah. until the Knesset passed the okay. law. Okay. Yeah. And, and now? And now there are limits to the measures that can be taken. Um, there are measures to what kind of parliamentarian oversight there is, some beforehand, some after, but it's all mandatory. You must go through the Knesset. 
But does it does it just and does it just categorize an emergency in case of disease? But in all other emergencies, the government can still take. Yes. So in other emergencies, the government can still take whatever powers it wants. And and you want this? Okay. You want this? But the, I'm just trying to understand no, what the uh, law is doing. No, the law says Israel is, during, is an emergency state since its establishment. Of course, but 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 people don't just, know that. Just a second. We are in an emergency state all the time. Yeah. But and we are. That's the case, but uh, but it's that's a fact. That uh, that's not something that we are. There are no a lot. There you can. I don't feel like I'm in an ah, emergency. Ah, Hashem, because you live in denial. But what? But I'm just but, not in an emergency. But, of course you are. But and then the people, United States is many, in an emergency. How many people? How many people in the United States? Yeah. There is an, you know what? Ever percentage. Yeah. experienced um uh um uh, um um alarm, alarm. siren siren yeah. and they have to go and hide in, in and they have in their home a designated area by law that they need to live there or be there during an alarm and they're making those drills to each and every school each and every year few but times and they use these drills. It's not just to make a check mark. They use these drills. In the last when I was, year, I went to school. In the last yeah. year, the capital of the state of Israel mm-hmm. got missiles. How many countries in the free world can say they got missiles in the last year? Well, a couple, but not the United States. Not, not the, the United States. Which one? But which one? Which, was, which was, one in Europe? In the Ukraine. Which one in Europe? Ukraine. Ukraine. Okay. Which one in EU? Yeah, no, no, not many. I'm, okay. I'm with you on that, but okay. I, I don't, Which I don't one accept the, US? the definition of emergency. So I when I was a that's kid, a, for me, I that's an emergency. I, when I was a kid, I Missile grew up in my, the, on I your home. It's s- not an emergency. I mean, for me, it's an emergency. An emerg- if there's for a me, there, it's an emergency. So, it, how many countries in the world? <laughs> how many countries in the world has? But uh, that you're saying the last year, the emergency was in May. Okay. So w- it's still an emergency? No, we are... Again, it's constant. How long does the missile take we, to get here? No, I don't understand what you're saying. I mean, the emergency's over. Listen, no, when, I was, no, a, no, when no. I was a kid... Wait, wait. When I was a kid, yeah. I, I grew up in the south, in Alabama, in the heart of Dixie, and there were a lot of tornadoes. Every year, we would uh, do... Every, every year, every... Yeah, every year during tornado season... We would do like a couple of tornado drills and they would take all the kids into the hallway. And during and would, a tornado, yeah. if you go outside. During a tornado. Just a second. If you're at, during a tornado, if you're going, going outside, yeah. what uh, does the police tell you? They're like, I don't go know back this in, crazy, you crazy person. Yeah. If not, if not, if you don't go in now, we will arrest they're you. They're yelling out there. We will arrest you. Uh, I'm not sure. Usually, yes. Because, because you can't go. You can't be outside now, ma'am. You can't be outside. Yeah, there is a, there is a tornado. Again. You can't be outside, ma'am. You, you that, that's that's what you see in the movies during a tornado. In the movies. I, I don't know. I never lived in Alabama, but during a tornado, <laughs> you are in emergency. In but, Israel, in Israel, every fun. citizen is within one minute of a of a missile of death of a missile Ev- of a missile and and experience it a few times during. Now Israel is a country. In Tel Aviv, you can say, "Oh, it was in May." Yeah, in Zerot, it's, in Zerot, uh, it can it's happen, a different story. And it's but, twenty minutes. We are the country. But Simcha, I have. There I, are in 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 the U.S. There is no part of the that, U.S. I just want to. I just want to. No say, part of the that, U.S. is yeah. under a, a, a constant threat of missiles. Why? North Korea is now developing ballistic no, missiles that can. Re- and and I think I and I Russia. But anyway, what I'm saying is. Under that logic, it's always an emergency. So the government always has the power to basically uh, usurp the rights of individual liber- uh, individuals, take their liberties away, yes. strip them of their liberties. Yes. The gov- so that is totally antithetical uh, it, to, to conservatism, uh, to, li- uh, to, uh, to, um, to, um, to liberalism. You're, it's true, but it's true. Whoa! Let's what, stop here for What a you said, it's true, <laughs> but... Okay. But... The fact that we were able to have a government that does not do it all the time, even though it can. How grateful we should be. Oh, 
But you, you as, just, as a a, just a second. I don't like the cynical. I don't like the cynical. <laughs> oh, uh, well, no, I'm cynical. No, nice is just a euphemism for cynical. No, by the way. no, no. The two no. nice I Jewish boys. Like, I don't like the cynical tone yeah. because you can joke about it. Yeah. And but people, I don't know which country most people watch your podcast. But if it's U.S., um, you know, in the U.S., they would say, "Don't judge me, right? Don't judge me because I need." To protect uh, uh, when I uh, how many people in there are certain cities in the US that people might experience that but I when I drove home last night to Lod. with it to Lod to my home <clears throat> new home in Lod with my three young children I heard uh, um, um, a machine gun 20 meters away from me by a Arab that can face this to my, to my children tomorrow morning and he did it in May we live in a threat the fact that we will joke about it does not will will not make it less of a threat so the question is how can a country a democracy survive in a state of emergency it's a big question but the fact that it's a question does not mean that we are not in emergency we're Israel, all in emergency no we are not in Chicago they have like a thousand murders a year no we are not all All, Chicago is so more dangerous you, than Lod so, I guarantee you so for like by rate of, for, of homicide but the pizza is better yeah yeah but Chicago, but, but, that's true the dish is really good but but yeah. Chicago is there are certain neighborhoods it is but we're not talking now about a special area we're talking about a country the US never um, um, uh, um, I think the last time I The US faced a, a, an imminent threat to its own existence was 50 years ago maybe yeah. when in Bay Cuba of, of in, the, in the Bay of Pigs in, in Cuba. <clears throat> that was the last time. The last time Israel faced an imminent threat for its existence was, was one last minute May, ago last May oh. and last May that we know of. The amount of dangers that we don't know of and every day is being um, but uh, there are no other countries in that way so the fact that you can joke about it in Tel Aviv Simcha, is just showing just showing that we as a country were able to keep democracy free speech uh, uh, um, um, normal way of life and and all in all normal things kind of life in a non-normal situation you speak about these basic civil liberties like free speech as if there's something granted to me by the overlords no that are no. that are keeping me safe from the imminent threat that it was out in the outside I served three years in a combat unit yeah I am the person protecting myself that from the outside uh, you're not the person you're a part of a country exactly that does that. exactly and But, but um, when, when, the, when the U.S. faced so much less threat to its uh, citizens, the actions that the, the, the U.S. did um, were much worse to civil, civil liberties than the state of Israel does to its own citizens. So, so you, can say, you can say, oh, how happy should we be? Yeah, we should be happy that on, although... We are, we are in the most dangerous neighborhood in the world and we're facing the most uh, imminent threats in the world. We are able to live in a somewhat democratic and free country. Somewhat is, It's is, not, uh, don't take it for granted because no other country ever did that. I feel, there's, I feel there's a generational gap here. We're um, the same generation, hey, I think. Hey, man. <laughs> That's not nice. I'm not Between that old. Between me and Eitan, I mean. I'm not that old. <laughs> no, but, uh, but I, I feel like you're contradicting yourself because on one hand you say, I, as the parliament, need to preserve as much power as possible in, my, in the parliament, right? And on the other hand, you praise the fact that the government... I don't, I don't you, praise you, 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 I say you, I don't praise you it you don't praise it but you what's the I word say, I don't know I but you don't the, you're I, not very uh, anti that fact that they have those powers uh, uh, to protect us and to me it's contradicting so, so I explained to you why it's not contradicting we need we need to exercise the powers of the parliament 
we can't exercise the powers of the parliament if we don't if we are not alive now 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 you say you say try to find the the sweet spot we need to find the sweet spot between between normal way of life and defending our own existence what happened if tomorrow all emergency laws were we can't have we can't have um the the um, the army our army is based on the fact that we are in an emergency state because according to international conventions that israel is obligated to you cannot have a draft, compulsory draft compulsory draft not more than a f- certain amounts of time that we pass that um if you're not in a state of emergency but the so ranks we, of wait, the wait, army that's a good point just a second so so that's one example another example is you don't have uh ways to deal with terrorists the the law that allows us to demolish house of a terrorist um is based on the, the existence of a state of an emergency you could legislate a law without an emergency yeah, that then, just says and we then can... we will be a country that thinks that when there is no emergency you can demolish a person's house because he made a crime that's not very democratic to me right but he's not a citizen but what do I but, care and if he is by the way the law allows also for a citizen okay but but um but and and the fact that you have a war a civil war during the time that the most uh like the the time Israel has more constitutional safeguards than the US had during the Civil War we are in a civil war some parts of our population wants to kill us mm-hmm. we keep this civil war civil civil <laughs> but it's still a war and we need to face this fact we need to face it we can't but in the US they it. fought they finished the war and then everybody got okay the, so 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 yeah. so there was kind of so, rise again they say so, stuff like that so there was so there was a, a, a sketch in 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 Eretz Nederet saying that what we need okay do a civil war and let's finish with it but I don't think people really want it and I don't think I definitely don't want it and uh, and uh, and uh, And it definitely keeps us with less casualties and more economical growth. You don't want the civil war inner conflict to find one way or another its end? Which is the one and which is the another? <laughs> the one is a very the, important question. <laughs> the one is I'll play in the devil's advocate here. One way here. or another. Well, no, either you win, either you lose. No, <laughs> yeah. I don't want it to play which one, I, or one way or another. I want to roll win. Roll the dice. I don't want one way or another. I want to win and I want to win without, okay. without, without a lot of casualties to my okay. side. Okay. And you know what? Without even a lot of casualties to the other side. I want to win by, uh, by showing strength. And you can win. And we and the, and definitely the problem today is not that we are not winning. The problem today is yet we are not fighting at all, not in a civil way, not in a non-civil way. It's just a one-way war. What and, would you have done in May if you were prime minister? For example, in, in May, when there was uh, um, anti-Semitic uh, um, pogroms, no other way to describe what happened in Lod, in Akko. And in the in the roads of of the Negev in the Galil there were people uh, had uh, um, very um, sad reminder that we are in a war um, and I would treat it as a war like they treated it in 2000 and they finished with it in one day there were 15 16 maybe 30 casualties uh, um, that to 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 finish the war. But it was finished and and people were not being slaughtered in their homes or in the streets and people were not traumatized for uh, years to come we still see it in lot in other places there was a war and we won but immediately after that war in 2000 there was a committee that all that basically told the police never tried to win a war It's citizens you can't have war with your own citizens oh you can but it will be a one-sided war because we didn't have the police to defend us or oh, it became in some parts the parts that it was finished in a good way 
it were the part when it was actual civil war yeah. when the citizens took it upon themselves to defend their communities because or, they carry weapons or they carried weapons or people came from the outside mm. to help them uh, and that's not something you want to see in the in the fun- functioning country speaking of carrying weapons what do you think about gun rights in Israel I'm for it everybody should own a gun if they want except for Arabs Um, um, I, I, given that's a given <laughs> no by the way Arabs has uh, there are a lot of Arabs that carry legal weapons I don't have a problem with it if a, if a person if a person um, is going to the background check I'm not I'm not a gun, gun enthusiastic I do think people need to have background check and I, I do I do think that people um, um, and it could be some um rules mm-hmm. it's not it, it shouldn't be free for all and it shouldn't be uh, uh like over the over the counter uh, uh prescription pres- non-prescription pres- non-prescription d- drug it should be it should be uh, you can go background check you can go and even demand uh, uh service in the army or some kind of <clears throat> of requisite some kind of, of of other demands yeah and uh, but but I do think that That a person that knows how to use a weapon should have a weapon to defend his life his family his neighborhood with um, did the May events ha- have any influence on that opinion were you of a different I thought, opinion I before? thought about it before but it's not really it's not um, I my before I was in law I lived in a in Judean Samaria in 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 the in the in outpost in Judean Samaria everyone either carry a A gun or have a, a gun they got from the army to defend the place or or uh, so so it's not it's so uh, it's not uh, it's not very uh, it's not, it wasn't uh, you, yeah. yeah it so wasn't you were an occupier me. in the territories now you were an occupier in law basically we are all occupiers and I'm very <laughs> proud occupier of the land of Israel this is the <laughs> we are the nation of Israel then the, the Israeli Uh, 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 we came back to our homeland and it's very good for us to occupy the born land to occupy we should get hats. Born, born to, to occupy, occupy. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would buy one occupy the land of Israel we are the 99% of <laughs> yeah it's funny of I have to say I think it's uh, this is probably one of the more uh, um, fiery debates we've had in a while and it's it's with someone that's kind of ideologically on the I mean not all the way because we had the discussion before the podcast before we started recording about Haredib uh, but generally speaking you're on the right side of the aisle we are kind of on the same ideological side of the fence and yet this was a very you know fiery debate it's always so it's like good. that the heart the, the, because the, debates... the heart of a leftist that's the problem <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah, you're so cute you're too cute um, but uh, no because the because it's boring to to have an argument with people that does not share the same Uh, the same uh, right where there's no basis uh, there is no shared basis so what can you argue you can yeah. talk about the weather and it's boring to agree with people so you all you're left <laughs> to do is really is argue I think that's the the basis of the Jewish soul MK what's your like what minister would you or what's your dream career speaking what would you like to really do? um if I was there of judiciary if I can choose now uh every position any position if there was a uh, right-wing coalition today and we didn't have this terrible government with terror supporting parties um and I could get any jobs that I want uh, I wouldn't want to be a minister hmm. I would want to be um the the chairman of the Constitution committee in the Knesset I think that uh, maybe this answer will change in uh, after a few years but I don't think that this uh, new idea in in Israeli politics that uh, it's either a minister or nothing um, I don't think it's true I think a problem the Parliament has a lot to do I think we do a lot in the Constitution committee which I And not a member because we boycotting the the committees yeah you are a but, member in the committee to select judges yeah but that's a, not a Knesset committee yeah I'm not a member in any Knesset committee um, but I do sit regularly in the Constitution committee and I think I have a lot of influence there uh, I think in the law that we talked about 
um, the fact that it's very clear in the new law that you can only use the green pass to prevent people from getting sick and not to segregate people to make them into getting vaccines. It's something in the new law. It wasn't in the old law, and we put it in. So you can argue and say, no, no, any any use for that, it's a problem, but I don't accept it. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's legitimate way to prevent people from getting sick. It's not a legitimate way to uh, make people get vaccines, and it's not the same. Um, and other issues, do, getting outside from the house for, for prayer, even during lockdowns, uh, and and all kind of of changes I did put in the law. Even I not, don't have any fin- yeah. any any vote in the committee. I just convinced people to do the right thing. I think, um, and I think I think there is a lot to do in the parliament. And I think the, um, there are too many ministers, of course. But it would be sweet to be the minister Amen. of justice. Um, again, if you let me choose, nice. if you let me choose, <laughs> I will choose the committee any day. Of our minister, maybe after a few years, when I when I uh, had enough, when I've had when enough, you canceled all emergency laws. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, we will yet convince you next time. No, I do think I do think it's it's uh, it's a it's a it's a good it, things that need to be done. At least talked but, about, and, and and we are talking about it, but but I think it might be a little bit easier not to cancel the state of emergency laws to cancel the state of emergency. Mm-hmm. It might be a little bit easier. Just win the war. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank Amen you so that. much for coming. It was fascinating. Very, um, very interesting. Before we go, uh, we are uh, sponsored by uh, AJN, the Australian Jewish News. Check them out at ajn.timesofisrael.com. We also accept donations so please go to tunjabi.com slash donate and help us out also we're sponsored by Masa Israel Ooh, wow. Simcha. yes we help people go Masa yes we yeah. love Masa Israel yeah. uh, go to masaisrael.org check them out and that is it thank you so much for coming thank you for having me thank you bye, bye guys, guys.